0: Hi everyone, I'm Libby Campbell and welcome to TIC, Teachers Inspiring and Collaborating Knowledge. Are you looking for some new teaching ideas? Are you looking for some inspiration with what you do in the classroom now? Is something not working for you and you're just willing to try something new? Then this podcast is for you. I get to talk with everyday people about ideas and practices, tips and tricks that have worked for them, and then I get to share these with you while you're on the go. Enjoy. I have named this episode The Impact of Great Teachers, but after considering it a bit further, I think another name more fitting would be the success story of Aisha. In this episode, I chat with Aisha about her own education and the many obstacles and adversities she has had to face along the way, from bullying, to the loss of her culture, to rebuilding her home after a house fire when she was little. I have such great admiration for this young lady. The resilience and foresight of someone so young is a valuable asset. She was the first person in her family to complete Year 12, done during COVID and those awful lockdowns, while also holding the position of school captain. She is currently completing her hairdressing apprenticeship, where she was fortunate to win a scholarship to allow her to finish her course without any of those financial stresses. So Ish, I know we can contribute some of your success to the teachers you had, especially the ones you talked about in high school, but it really is you that has achieved everything you've ever wanted. The world is your oyster, Ish, and I hope you keep learning. I hope you keep exploring and grabbing hold of those opportunities to help you be the best person you can be. Aisha, thank you for coming in and welcome to TIC. Thank you for having me. Um, I thought about naming this episode The Impact of Great Teachers, but I do think kudos to you. It it comes from a lot of hard work and um, you're a success story, which I get very excited to hear about. Um, But before we get into your story, tell us a bit about you. What's your background? So
1: I came from a pretty big family. Um, I have a heritage background of German, Japanese and Aboriginal. I grew up in Dubbo most of my life. I spent most weekends in Orange with my father and all holidays with him. I went to a small public school in Dubbo from kindergarten to year six. And then I went to Delro for a couple of years. I inspired a little bit of bullying. So I went on to Mendoran Central School and finished um, Year 9 to Year 12 there to work on my mental health. And now I'm here in Dubbo. Oh, nice.
0: So what was your experience then of the HSC? What made you finish school when you probably could have finished in Year 10?
1: Um, yeah, it was really hard. Like we had COVID. So COVID hit at the end of Year 10. So then Year 11 and most of Year 12, we were at home studying which was pretty hard um there was only eight of us in year 12 and we hadn't always gotten along together but we pulled together through COVID um which was really good I had to pick up a subject at the very last minute to be able to actually graduate Wow! I had dropped it halfway in Year 11, so term two, year 11, I dropped it and I had to pick it up. Term, start of term three in year 12. So I had two terms.
0: Oh my goodness. Go through the whole (laughs) CAFS subject. Um, And how did you find um, working online? Was was internet an issue?
1: Um, It was really hard because Mindoran only has a certain amount of Wi Fi within it and we have so many out of town students. So the teachers tended to print everything out and send it to those who didn't have great Wi-Fi. If not, they were allowed to come into the school and just all be separated around to share the Wi-Fi at the school.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's something taken for granted in larger centres. Yeah. And you were school captain, is that right?
1: I was. I was school captain for two years. Um, I was vice captain in Year 10 and our house captain, the as well for sports
0: nice um and you were the first person in your family to finish year 12? I was yes so it was a big impact on me and some of my family
1: which was good that is
0: huge so what does education mean for you then um obviously it's high priority for you to finish year 12. It's a needed thing in
1: all aspects of life whether you're doing school or you're studying to have the dream job of your life or you're just wanting to make something or build something, you need some type of education. You need to learn something to be able to do that. Mm. So it's needed and like most kids think, oh, it's school, it's not going to have an impact on me, but it does. Mm. It has such a big impact on you and it sticks with you for the rest of your life.
0: I agree with you there. (laughs) And do you think, um, like, it's a constant thing, like you're forever learning, even now you're finished school?
1: I was only having this conversation with my girlfriend last night um, and I was saying I feel like I'm one of those who will always be educating myself and studying. I don't know. I hated it when I was in, like, Year 7 and 8. But I don't know, I just have a connection to it, like... Mm -hmm. I just always want to teach myself something. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, so tell us, where are you now? What are you up to? What are you so I'm a second-year apprentice um, at Fuse Hairdressing with Kerry Monk um, in Dubbo, across from the South Dubbo Tavern, if anyone wants to come and get their hair done.
0: <laughs> so with your apprenticeship um, at Fuse, because you won a scholarship, Yeah. which I'd like to hear <laughs> more about, so was that something that um, – you instigated or was it it was
1: sent um as an email probably like six weeks into my apprenticeship um and she showed me and she's like oh I'm just going to forward this on to you and then I had a look at it and I was like oh okay radio." and I to start with thought it was a um like a loan like they'd give me fifteen thousand dollars for tools, supplies, training, and then I would eventually have to give it back once I earned enough money. Um, however, that wasn't the case. Um, it was quite a in-depth questionnaire um, that I had to go through in order to submit my application for it. So it was 150 out of who knows how many apprentices in the state. Oh, statewide? Yeah. Okay. Statewide. So it could go from baking bread, like at Baker's Delight, like an apprentice I'm there to an apprentice in heavy diesel mechanics. Like it's all apprentices. So 150 got chosen and I was one of them. So it just made me feel like all the things that have happened to me, the struggles, the pain, they did mean something.
0: felt really good. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about the questionnaire was quite in-depth. So what sort of... Can you remember what sort of questions
1: Um, they asked? They asked, obviously, um, because being Aboriginal, they asked me my connection to my culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And my great-grandmother was a part of the Stolen Generation. So I know little about my culture, Mm. which is very hard for me. Like, I feel quite left out with certain friends of mine because they know everything... So it was quite like it's quite hard for me to know everything. No one in our family quite had any idea, so we never celebrated. But when I was old enough to recognize what I'm missing out on, I was able to educate myself on my background, my culture, and being at Mendoran Central School, they are so cultural. Like they will, like they do so much. If there's different cultures in the school, they will coordinate to them specifically, making sure there's something in place to educate everyone about that culture, which is really good. So I learnt a lot from them. Oh,
0: wow. So not only did you celebrate NADOC Day or Mm. NADOC Week, but the other cultures in the school as well. Yeah, which
1: is really good. And like I always, as soon as the school realised, because there's not many. Aboriginal students at the school. There was, mm-hmm. was probably 10 when I was there. Um, and because I was school captain, I was always in charge of doing the acknowledgement to country, mm-hmm. a little welcome to country um, alongside of um, one of our elders, which is really amazing. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. oh, good on you. And can you remember what other cultures were there? Um,
1: we had um, Pakistanian. Mm-hmm. There was one boy who was Chinese. He was um, his mum was Chinese, his dad was Australian. And then there was a couple of us Aboriginal. There was two New Zealand people, but you know, hmm. it was a fair
0: bit there. That's, and you don't always look, get that in a small country yeah. town. Yeah. So at school and like and even now, who who influenced you? Who were the role models?
1: Um, my biggest influences to finish school and to do something with my life were definitely my siblings.
0: Where do you fall in the family? You said I'm you the fall.
1: eldest. I was seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So definitely to show them that there's something out there and break the cycle of... Because all my family either fell pregnant, dropped out, or they just dropped out, did a trade. So it was breaking that cycle of continuing through school and having a better education so I broke that cycle but um no I definitely had very big influences my principal um Mrs Julie Waters Mm -hmm. at the time of me being in school definitely influenced me she gave me the time of day she just helped me with everything she actually taught my mum when my mum was in year eight so she knew me from quite a young age um and then definitely my head teacher um Mr. Troy Newbury, he pushed me when I needed it. He gave me options. He gave me advice, guidance through all the curveballs that were thrown at me during my life. So they definitely played a very big impact on my life and I'm forever grateful for Mm. them. Were
0: there points where you wanted to drop out and just quit? Yes, no, definitely.
1: Um, I've always been very... um, Like, I've always dealt with mental health illnesses from a young age, and I really hated school. I loathed it. I just wanted to leave, do an apprenticeship, and do something. Um, I've always wanted to do electrician or heavy diesel mechanic.
0: Oh, wow. So it's very
1: different to what I'm doing now. Um, But I wasn't 100% set on it when I had the opportunity, and, like, Julie and Troy definitely said, like, maybe just stick it out. You know, who don't know? So I'm like, oh, no, I just don't want to get, get out of here. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me go. Mm. But, no, I dug in and just kept staying there mm. until I was fully set on it. No, I wasn't set on what I wanted to do when I left school. I just knew that I wanted to do something by the time... The school term went back technically. Mm-hmm. That's when I started sending emails out and I seen a apprenticeship for a hairdressing place um, and I didn't get that one. So then I was like, maybe I do want to do hairdressing. Okay. I've always been passionate about it. I'm very creative with hair designs, like school photos. I'd always do the little girl's hairs. Mm. i like, so maybe I am interested in it like a lot. Anyways, I sent an email to Carrie and she was the only one to respond out of the 10 I sent. Okay. So it was obviously meant to be. Yeah.
0: yeah. Good on you. I'm a big believer in how the universe delivers. So who would you like to influence? You've had some great influencers. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to
1: influence? Um, well, I definitely want to influence my younger siblings and younger family members. Um, if not, just anyone who just thinks they're not worthy enough of doing anything, that they're just going to be a dropout or they're not going to excel in life. I just want them to know that, like, everything's going to work out and, like, definitely influence them that it doesn't end at your struggle. Just Mm -hmm. because this happened to you doesn't mean it's going to define you. It's how you go about the situation. You can either learn from it or run from it. Mm. So definitely learn from it and... Be the bigger person.
0: Yeah. Well, you're beyond your years, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you tell your younger self? Um, definitely that I'm
1: loved, I'm cherished, and that good things are coming. Just hold on, be brave.
0: It will all work out. Hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All good things come to those who wait. So, where where do you see yourself say five, ten mm-hmm. years time?
1: Um, definitely have probably started a family by then. Um, I've always wanted to have kids fairly young Mm -hmm. um, and possibly maybe managing Fuse, um, if Kerry's up to letting me do that. Yep. (laughs) If not, maybe owning a salon or whatnot and travelling the world. Oh. Definitely travelling the world.
0: Any places in particular?
1: First place I'm going is probably Fiji, um, but Greece is my destination. Greece, yep. I've always had a fascination for Greece um, and Anything Greek particular? mythology ah. and everything. Yeah. Okay. Quiet to be on it.
0: Yeah. Um, I did a teaching prac in the Solomon Islands. Oh, wow. Um, which is not Fiji, but it's similar from what yeah. I gather. Um, um, the people over there are just mm. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I actually had um, all the boys and the girls wear these necklaces that they yeah. make out of, um, I think it's some sort of shell type material. Yeah. Anyway, I just said to him, oh, I really like your necklace. And um, he took it off and gave it to me. Oh. Like, they're just so generous. They'll give you anything. They look up to you. Yeah. They think they, you know, that you have all the answers and and you don't. Yeah. But that's that's how they perceive you.
1: Yeah. It makes you think a lot, like, as Christmas presents, I say, we get a soccer ball. Oh, it's a bloody soccer ball. But Mm. to them, it's so much more than a soccer ball. Yes. Yes. And they don't take anything for granted. They make the most of every single experience they go through, which is beautiful.
0: Yeah, definitely. Take a page out of their book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you like teachers to know? Um,
1: well, I know how difficult of a student I was, and I probably gave a lot of teachers crap in my <laughs> earlier days. Um, but just because you have those students who are, you just probably want to strangle them and you think that you're not getting through to them and that you can't do anything more for them, but you are such a big impact on their life because you're showing that you care. You're giving them, like, the guidance. You're showing up Mm. to them. You're doing more than a lot of people have probably done for them in their life. So you're definitely going to have an impact on them. Don't stress about it. It Mm. will
0: work out. Oh, that's so powerful because the mm. amount of days that um, I will finish work and go, am I making any difference at all? Yeah. That's really comforting to hear. <laughs> well, now we're up to our fast finishes. Yep. So whatever pops into your mind first. Okay. Uh, well, you were talking earlier about um, being creative with hair. So yeah. what's your favourite thing to do with hair and why?
1: I definitely like curling hair. If not, I do a lot of braiding techniques. um I learned that from a young age, so I love doing that, being able to take a picture and then put it on someone's head.
0: Oh, cool. What would you be doing if you weren't an apprentice hairdresser?
1: Um, I'll probably definitely had followed through with being an electrician because I wanted to do electrician and I wanted to do heavy diesel mechanic and then combine the two oh. into like heavy diesel electronics or
0: something like yeah. that, which would be cool. Um, what is something you did today that went well? Um, I drove here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get lost? <laughs> I didn't get lost.
1: Um, I'm going to go see some family, which is good. I like to take time out to see family, so mm. that's going to go well. What makes you happy? Family, friends, and my dog. <laughs> oh, what sort of dog? I have a pit bull. Not everyone loves pit bulls, but he's literally the biggest teddy bear ever. Mm. He is actually scared of our eight-week-old cat. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, It's the first day of the holidays. What do you do? I'm definitely sleeping in Mm. um, and probably catching up on some shows.
0: Oh, um, like um, Netflix or whatever. Yes. Mm.
1: I don't get time for those now that I work full-time.
0: Have you got a favourite show or one that you Um, want to watch? Oh, I'm watching
1: Grey's Anatomy at the moment, so I feel Ah. like a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Every time someone tells me, oh, I have this kind of," oh, maybe it's this. (laughs) Um, One thing
0: that helps you deal with stress?
1: Listening to music, um, definitely, if not drawing or painting. used to help me a lot,
0: just disconnecting my mind. Yeah, and just doing something creative. Yeah. Nice. Um, Tell us about a time, personally or professionally, where you made a mistake but learnt something very valuable.
1: Hmm, it's really hard. Probably personally, and I wouldn't say it's... I thought it was a mistake at the time. I left home at 15, um, actually, and moved in with my partner, and I thought this is going to be the biggest mistake of my life. I've only been with him for five months. What am I doing? Um, But I just took that opportunity. Like I've learned that things happen for a reason, um, and that you never know how long you have left with someone. I used to take that for granted, and I'm all about saying yes to invites, occasions, events. I'm no longer saying no to them because you never know Mm. where it's going to take you.
0: So it's just an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've often wondered whether I should reword that question. Um, Someone else said that too, like they see it as an opportunity. Yeah, definitely opportunity. Mm.
1: What's your favourite book? Well, I have a favourite book series, and it's Harry Potter. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, I've read it probably three times from my childhood, and I've we had a house fire when I was quite younger, so my books burnt. Oh. Um, and I've just been bought them over Christmas, so I've just gotten back into reading them again when I have the
0: opportunity to read. Mm. Which is good. Um, how old were you when the fire?
1: Happened? I was. It was probably a month just after my birthday and my brother's birthday. We're only four days apart. It was 2014 or 15. So I was 10 or 11 when it happened. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, went, um, I was at school when it happened and my nan picked me up. Um, well, it's not actually my nan. Mm. It was my mum's stepmum when she was younger, but she continued being in our life, so she earned the role as Nan. Hmm. And my aunties were there anyways, and I thought it was weird. Oh, where's mum? Oh, she's just busy doing shopping. Okay, radio, Anyways, and then turned on the TV and on 7 News, Dubbo was my house. And that's how you found out? Yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. (laughs) Which is
1: weird. And then... Um, my auntie took me shopping to clear my mind. Like I was quite young and mm. just lost all our clothes and everything. everything. Yeah. Did, did they know how it started? Um, it was a leaky gas tank in the house. Um, and the investigators... So my brother was quite young at the time and he was playing around with a, um, like, fire starter. Ah, oh, yes. And the component from the fire and the gas, like, started it. But the investigators said it was like a bomb going off. It would have gone off when we were asleep that night. Like, they said, you were so lucky that your son was playing with that lighter for five minutes. Mm -hmm. Because if not, it would have went up that night. Like, we worked it out time-wise and it had six to eight hours before it was going to
0: going to
1: go off off hmm. pretty much oh my goodness so we're we
0: all lucky in that sense <laughs> yes. well what are you grateful for
1: um grateful for being here um i'm grateful for all my friends and family and everyone who's come into my life
0: and what's a fun fact about you
1: mm, fun fact oh no i am petrified of spiders and heights petrified ah. Like, driving to Sydney in the car, I cry, thinking, like, I feel like I'm going to die going off a cliff in a car. Oh, oh the roads yeah. to get to Sydney. <laughs> like, I'm sure I'm going to die on that road one day. <laughs> and then spiders, oh, they just, they shouldn't exist.
0: Oh, well, Aish, thank you very much for coming in thank today and having me. chat. Um, and I really appreciate your... Your honesty and um, your willingness to share, I appreciate that. So thank you. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you're able to get something valuable out of it like I did when I was talking to our guest. Just a quick note that ideas in today's episode are educated opinions of the guest. Always inform yourself and work out what best suits you and your lifestyle before trying other people's ideas. If you would like to know more, be a guest or contribute constructive feedback, visit our website at tickteaching.com. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. And until next time, love your kids, love yourself, take care.